Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 200 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach Greg Audino, reminding you before we begin that if you have a question you would like help with on the show, we welcome you to email it to us at advice at oldpodcast.com 200. My word, folks, it is an absolute privilege to be here with you 200 episodes later. I think I mentioned in our 100th episode of OLA that OLA was originally supposed to be a 20-episode trial and stood a very legitimate chance of being nixed after that point. It really is a, a dream come true to have made it this far. This job, ooh, oh, this job, this job is really an incredible gift, and I am so thankful for it. I, I can honestly say that at no point during my time on this show have I wished I was doing something else, honest to God. A very quick history lesson before we get to our question today. Back in October of 2019, Justin Mollick, host of OLD and co-founder of the OLD Network, he had been reading my work on OLD for a year or two. Um, I had been an actor for many years before that. And while it was going very well, I, I was just kind of getting sick of it. Um, I had gotten into life coaching a few years into my acting career to start doing something where I felt as though I was maybe contributing a bit more. And that just ended up feeling like a lot more fulfilling work after a while. But I still wanted a team to be a part of. So October 2019, I'm officially out of Hollywood, only coaching people and writing stuff for my own site. I decided to call up Justin and his business partner, Lee, who, for those who don't know, is the co-founder along with Justin and has just as much to do with making this whole operation happen. I asked if there was some way I could partner up with them because they are really just the best guys and I figured they'd trust my work if they'd been reading it and all of our exchanges at that point had been fantastic. So after some back and forth, the, the final idea was that I was going to start by hosting a new show they were planning called Interesting Facts Daily, which was in development at the time. So it was basically going to be a show on which interesting rare facts would be shared each day. So I said, okay, I was pretty pumped. I said, okay. But if you guys are looking for new show ideas anyway, I, I have an idea for one that could maybe be interesting someday. And they wanted to hear it. As they said, they're always looking for show ideas. And I pitched an advice column style show like what we have here today on Optimal Living Advice. And that was one of the most exciting days of my life because they loved the idea. They decided to stop in their tracks on interesting facts daily. And Optimal Living Advice was born a month or two later once we had registered the show and Justin put the word out in the newsletter to get some uh, to get some questions from you guys. 
definitely felt a bit of pressure due to how quickly it happened and, and how much faith they seemed to have in the idea. But here we are, and it is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. So thank you so very much to all of you for making this all possible and continuing to show up, continuing to be vulnerable, and really help others in your openness, because each question we get helps far more people than just the person who sent it in. Uh, speaking of which, we, we do have a show to do, uh, so we should probably do that. Our asker today is looking for ways to have more faith in people. She seems to have mastered a lot of other stuff through some self-work, but that still eludes her. So let's do what we do here, everyone, and help her out. Here's her question. I've tried my best to work on myself a lot. I'm so thankful that I've gotten to a place in my life where I forgive myself, give myself second chances, am kind to myself and others. I mention this because I don't want to shame myself for what my question is really about. There's one thing I can't get past, it's seeing the bad and ugly in people. I've gotten good at seeing the beauty in me, what will it take to see it in other people? I always jump to bad conclusions and assume the worst. I really try, but I just can't see people putting in the effort they usually need to. This is something I can't get past and would love some pointers. On the path towards constant growth and improvement, ah, huh? good for you. This is a nice question to receive. It's especially nice to hear you be honest about how you feel you're coming up short, too. Really glad to be answering this. Let's see what we can do here. Now, don't flinch uh, at what I'm about to say, because I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. And this could maybe come off the wrong way. Sometimes, when we do so much self-work, we actually become rather self-centered. Crazy, I know, but it's in the best of ways. Think about it. We spend so much time dissecting our own struggles. We dissect what we're going through. We dissect how we react to it. We, di we dissect our instincts towards it. We look at all these turbulent situations and how we can make the most of them. And when our pursuit to make the most of them and become better versions of ourselves is so driven and strong, we really master all angles of the problem at hand. But we master them from our own perspective. We repeat this process through and through so we can sharpen our response. The hang-up is that once we've done that and we come out on the other side really having a good sense of ourselves and how to be the best we can be, we forget what these situations can look like for other people. We go through such long cycles of seeing things from our own perspective that we get more and more distant from the fact that the way things unfold for us is rarely the way they unfold for others. Of course, though, you know, the truth is that there's an endless network of other circumstances and possibilities that extend past our perceptions of any given situation where you feel someone might be acting out of line or giving you a reason to not see the best in them. It's natural, right? To do so much self-work, improve upon oneself in so many ways, and prove to ourselves that changes can be made. And because of that, it's hard to not think less of those or maybe just look down upon those who aren't doing the same, who aren't putting in the same effort and grit to change that we've put in. They're somehow lazy, right? Well, it's your job and the job of anyone else out there who seeks self-growth to not fall into this trap. You mustn't develop this holier-than-thou attitude and separate yourself from others. That's not the next step. The next step of your growth isn't perfection or being put on a ladder above those who haven't overcome their problems to the same degree. Instead, make your next step about helping others who you know can do better, bringing out the best in them. Take action and get involved so you can understand them 
and reacquaint yourself with the fact that everyone's wrongdoings look different and have a lot going on beneath the surface. Guide these people. Don't judge them. If you guide them, it will make it easier to not judge them. And you can start this process by looking back on yourself and your history. My gut tells me that if the you of today ran into the you of yesterday, you'd have a hard time forgiving her or seeing her side of things when she could have done better. But here you are. You've changed, haven't you? So why then wouldn't there be a reason to believe that others won't someday improve upon themselves the way that you did? And mind you, you could still be doing better yourself. I mean, you said yourself that you've gotten to a point where you can forgive yourself and give yourself second chances, which only exist if you're still making mistakes in the first place, mistakes the same way that others are. Think about their mistakes. I'm sure there are some of the same mistakes that you make. I mean, hey, others may look at you and see someone who doesn't see the best in others and think, what's her problem? But here you are trying your best, aren't you? Sure. So, what is the difference between you and other people? What's the difference between your potential to get better and their potential to get better? Surely you're aware of your own intentions and your own efforts, so who's to say that others aren't trying just as hard? Why assume that they aren't when you are living proof that they very well could be? It might be a good exercise to also consider the wrongdoing of people that you love and whose character you trust. What are some situations they've been in that could have been interpreted as them not putting in enough effort or not being good people? We've all got stories like that, and we're also all loved. So certainly all of these people in their relationships are just as layered as you and your friends in your relationships. Maybe trusting others is foreign to you. Maybe people have betrayed you in the past or not come through for you when they promised to. Don't get frustrated by this. But also, don't let this prevent you from getting in these reps and getting into a rhythm of at least entertaining the possibilities of others and what they're about. Everyone has their own unique story that prevents them from delivering on areas of life that they'd like to, just like you. You're well on your way, your effort is very inspiring, and you're right on the cusp of this next level. So stay patient with yourself and try to do the same with other people. Okay, everybody, whether you have worked on yourself a lot or not, I think it goes without saying that we could all do a, a better job of seeing the best in people. But if that sounds too flowery for you, it's okay, because you know this is really about seeing just the possibility in people, if not the best. It's about acknowledging the countless amount of variables in any situation and within any person. We just never know what's going on beneath the surface and what leads to even the most egregious of actions. This is not a way of making excuses for people, but it is a way of understanding people and the many pressures we don't understand and putting ourselves in a position to help those people if we'd like to. And mind you, you can help others while also holding them accountable for their actions at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive. So it's time to get out of here now, everyone. Once again, thank you so, so much for helping us get to 200. Hoping the show has a lot more legs and never ends. It's up to you guys, though, so keep sending those questions in, keep showing up, and I'll keep doing my best for you. You guys are the best. I love you all, and I will see you in 201 for the next 200.